Yeah, I think it's to take an iterative approach <laughs> uh, to uh, start small and identify what are the problems that you want to resolve, to uh, discuss with your end user, to uh, take a design thinking approach and to see uh, how you can improve the current state uh, of your digital workplace to iterate on this, to focus on the, what you know the best, your content and your end user, not too much on the technology and uh, try to see what you can organize better and because people want to f essentially be more efficient at work. Hi, I'm Paul Miller and this is Digital Workplace Impact where we investigate and explore the ideas, practices and people that are impacting the new digital worlds where we all work. Digital Workplace Impact is produced by the Digital Workplace Group, a strategic partner and boutique consultancy covering all aspects of the evolving digital workplace industry through membership, benchmarking and boutique consulting services. And if you'd like more information, visit digitalworkplacegroup.com. So it was fantastic to sit down with Mark Bramolet, the wonderful, inspiring and thought-provoking leader of the digital workplace for Ubisoft. He was the winner of the Digital Workplace of the Year Leader Award for 2019. And he and I sat down the morning after the award ceremony it, um, that took place in Chicago at Digital Workplace Experience. And I, I was delighted to have a chat with Mark about how he approaches the digital workplace and and really what's made the Ubisoft digital workplace so unique. I'm delighted to be sitting here with Mark Bramolet. Um, Mark is the Knowledge Management Services Director for Ubisoft based in Montreal in Canada and from 2007 to 2014 he's been working as a product owner on lots of different products, intranets, enterprise social networks, media library, enterprise search, and he's had a role really leading the knowledge management and digital workplace journey for Ubisoft, and last night was given the Digital Workplace Leader of the Year Award for 2019 here in Chicago, and it was a fantastic night, and congratulations to you, Mark, and just before we start could you tell people who don't know who ubisoft is what ubisoft does okay so th thanks uh, paul for having me and uh, thanks for uh, obviously the 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 award yesterday um so ubisoft is a video game company uh we produce games like uh, assassin's creed ghost recon just dance uh so it's games uh, also on mobile ps4 xbox pc uh we produce them so we have uh, um, uh, a lot of studio around the world dedicated to producing those games, but we also operate these games. We s sell these games, and uh, so it's uh, 16,000 people uh, around the world, and uh, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Mm. And the 16,000 people, I mean, what 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 do they do? What's, <laughs> what's, is there a kind of main group who involved in one thing? What's what's 
I'm trying to get my head around it. <laughs> so uh, we have different uh, jobs. Obviously, we have uh, people dedicated to creating those games. So it can be animator, uh, people specialized in uh, audio, uh, 3D programmer. So we have a lot of engineers within the company. Mm. Uh, but we have also a lot of people involved in operating those games. Uh, so it's about uh, online architecture. It's about uh, network. It's about uh, monetization also and how to engage with our communities as well mm. and a lot of business team around the world so it's a, a pretty decentralized company mm. uh, where like every studio a lot of teams are empowered to uh, take initiatives to innovate mm. and a lot of uh, we have a lot of success stories of uh, games that came from ideas from from the teams and uh, the HQ is based in Paris but it's mainly there to coordinate all of this and, uh, and yeah could you give me an example of, of uh, an idea that came from a particular studio that that, that wasn't expected that made an impact uh, for instance uh, just dance uh, mm -hmm. it was a mini game within the rabbits uh, game mm. so like uh, in the rabbits you have a lot of mini games mm. and one of them was, uh, was about dancing and Finally, it became like, okay, it's interesting, this mini game. People like it. So maybe we can do a dedicated game around dance. And it became like a huge success uh, with Just Dance. Okay. And Assassin's Creed was the same. It was based on Prince of Persia. And it's it based on what? Prince of Persia. So it right. was a restart yep. of Prince of Persia. And uh, at some point, we believed that we had a breakthrough in it and it came even became its own brand so it became Assassin's Creed and we know it's a huge right. success and it's it's the way you uh, organize is is struck me as very unusual so you have different studios who specialize in a, in a in a certain aspect of gaming i think you said there was one studio who who just deal with water or yeah, yeah water simulation so indeed we we have um, to produce a game it involves now a lot of people and uh, it, it means a lot of studio uh, so for a game like we announced watchdog legend it's uh, around 10 studio working all together and uh, so obviously we have a main uh, studio uh, we're leading the game but they're also uh, relying on different expertise within the group uh, Singapore is specialized on water simulation, for instance. Uh, Newcastle Reflection Studio has a team dedicated to vehicles, and uh, they are delivering this kind of feature for a lot of different games, from Ghost Recon uh, to some other games. So, uh, and we have uh, uh, Red Storm, who created the brand Tom Clancy, and they have uh, teams over there specialized also in, in weapons. So it's uh, yeah, a lot of expertise right. around the globe. Right. So how have you approached the topic how, how have you approached the idea of knowledge management um, digital workplace what's what's your philosophy been <laughs> so the the philosophy is um, it's first to uh, organize content at the source we have so many documentation information producing a game now it's again up to 10 studio 1000 people working together around the, the globe so obviously uh, it, it requires a lot of knowledge transfer between all of these studios and uh, and in order to do it efficiently, uh, you should not only rely on an expert speaking to another expert around the globe. It, uh, it has to be formalized. So we rely a lot on documentation. Uh, so on a game like Watchdog Legion, is already 12,000 wiki pages uh, in order to facilitate collaboration. So uh, obviously, um, my role is to ensure that this documentation, this information is well organized so that people find the right information at the right time. 
Uh, and I'm also working a lot on knowledge exposure, uh, knowledge sharing to ensure that we reuse more between one game to another. Mm. Again, producing a game, it's between 50 up to um, 80 million euro to produce. Mm. So we have to be efficient at mm. the way we produce it. And, uh, and so we have to reuse piece of technologies, expertise. And to do so, we have a, I have a team of community manager, video producer, who are highlighting expertise via different formats. It can be articles, video, live streaming and stuff like that. Mm. And it strikes me that, that, um, you, you're somebody who kind of learns a lot from people. You, you, you know, uh, you're clearly, Uh, wonderful as a leader in this field but but it it feels to me like you're somebody who really kind of sucks in knowledge from from lots of places is yeah the the thing is we we have uh, have, i'm lucky enough to have a team of 30 people and we have a large range of expertise we have taxonomies content strategists ux designer product owner and like digital workplace is so vast there is a large range also of stuff that you have to master from methodologies like agile devops but also community management producing content organizing content so uh, obviously i rely on all of this expertise so coming back to my award it's not really an award of leader it's more like servant leader like i'm there to help them take their like to do their best based on their expertise that they have and I'm learning obviously a lot from them and I'm trying to connect the dots and hold this expertise so that we have a, the big picture and a vision for the digital workplace. Mm. And you've really tried to, it seems to me from from what I've seen of what you do, that, that you really have a, sp- a very uh, Ubisoft culture in your digital workplace. It doesn't, it doesn't look or operate like another digital workplace that I've seen. Yeah, the, um, I think, yeah, indeed, especially in terms of knowledge management as well, uh, because with no, the knowledge management, it's not about, you know, capturing knowledge, putting it on, into papers, and then within a procedure. Uh, in our industry, it's, it evolves so quickly, and now there is Stadia, there is the cloud, there is a lot of stuff going on uh, with the mobile as well, so uh, you cannot just only rely on knowledge capture because this knowledge will be outdated soon enough. So it's more about how to make it live, to, to facilitate this flow of knowledge and information within the group and uh, in, and to me I'm talking about systemic knowledge uh, world that we're trying to create no matter it's about cross-referencing all of this knowledge no matter from where you get access to it it can be a profile in our internal profile uh, that we have it can be a, a knowledge repository it can be a video it can be an article and all of these are cross-referencing to each other because it's not anymore about capturing knowledge and putting it in a database that no not a lot of people will consult. Mm. So the kind of, is, is there a way that you sort of think of your digital workplace or conceive it? Because it, it seems not a very mechanistic, it's not like a machine. It feels more organic. Yeah, exactly. To me, the digital workplace is not really a product per se or a tool you deploy. It's really about an ecosystem. So we have different pillars. Uh, we are investing a lot into the building the portal with a lot of blocks within it. Uh, the Ubisoft Portal is composed of a search engine, uh, so we invested in Fast for SharePoint and then SharePoint Search, but a lot we saw within the relevancy model of uh, SharePoint, the best bet, organizing content so that it's, it's not only about the algorithm, it's also about the content behind. Uh, we have an internal social network that is a, a big part of it, an internal profile. 
um, and um, and yeah, this, this kind of block. Then we have a lot of tools that we support: Confluent, SharePoint, Office 365, custom tool that we've built as well, a video platform, a streaming platform, even a floor map to locate yourself when you have 3,000 people in a building to find the right meeting room, the right people, you have to rely on tools, so we developed something for that. And finally, we have frameworks. Uh, since I'm not managing every tool built internally, I deliver frameworks so that any website can be compliant with um, a UX pattern. So we have a design system uh, with reusing microservices, so having a technical architecture that allow developers to reuse things that already exist, or even an information governance, so providing content archiving, content classification policies. And this build the overall digital workplace, I would say. So, because I mean, one of the uh, things when people have a more organic approach, you can end up with issues around governance and confusion, duplication. But how have you avoided that? Yeah, it's um, organizing chaos in a way. <laughs> right. Because you, you have to embrace uh, frustration of not mastering everything, of this information chaos, and to, to prioritize, to iterate, mm. to identify where you have to invest the most. Is it about content organization, information fidelity, collaboration, uh, knowledge transfer? And you have to prioritize the products you will invest in. But so, for now, it's still a lot of products behind each other and we're, tr we're in the process of gathering all of this within a, a unified experience. It starts with a, the, a bar, navigation bar that we've deployed, we presented it yesterday, sure. and, uh, and a personal homepage that we are working on. Mm. And uh, I think one of the key pillars we're investing on as well is uh, enterprise vocabulary management. Enterprise? Vocabulary management. Right. So how to ensure that will organize content at the source and it's also relying on metadata tag uh, so we bought a technology for it's called graphite from synaptica where we organize list of taxonomies list of project job topics and then we are working with uh, machine learning to uh, build an algorithm that will apply all of this tag automatically to the source of content so that afterwards we can push the right content to the right people. Because again, it's not about technology. You have to invest in what you know the best, your user on your content, organize your content, rely on the tracking, the preferences on your user, and then you push the right content. Yeah, and last night when you were um, getting your award and it was a terrific ceremony and very exciting and it was great to see the demo of what you do, um, um, you know, it's it, it's sort of it struck me that you you were talking about that it's really about content, and that it's you know we talk about machine learning and get very excited about it, but actually, if the machine isn't learning from strong content, yeah, yeah, I'm always talking about this example for of Netflix, for instance, when we say uh, we praise also, we always say that it's great the kind of categories that they built in, and and it's what make Netflix a success, right? But the thing is, behind uh, every movies and series, you have taxonomists who are applying metadata. They have uh, a range of uh, 180 metadata that they can apply. It can be uh, names of uh, of uh, actors. It can be historic places and stuff like that. And it's based on that that we, we 
they build these kind of categories, but it requires manual input. And when we talk about artificial intelligence, machine learning, it works only if you, you have a set of data that is well organized. Otherwise, it's, it's not machine learning. It's like what we call dumb bot. It's rule based, like saying if the user has that, then give it this piece of content, but it's not the purpose of artificial intelligence and machine learning. You have to, uh, to uh, organize the content and then the algorithm learn from it and, and push the right content to the right person. Mm. And it's a difficult question for you to answer, I know, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So <clears throat> there were some really strong um, leaders also shortlisted for the Digital Workplace of the Year Award for the leader, but you were the winner. What, why, why do you think you won? <laughs> it's a tough question. I said it was a difficult question. <laughs> uh, indeed, to me, again, it's a really a, a team effort, and uh, I think that I, I won not because of what I'm sharing here. It's more about like the work that we've done as a team within Ubisoft for the past 10 years with IT, and uh, we came from a waterfall to an agile methodology where we have sprints and we deliver every two weeks. Uh, I believe that we've delivered 71 uh, new releases this year on our products, uh, and I have a team of 30 people with a lot of expertise. So I think that what makes us one <laughs> win, mm. it's more like the, um, it's more the, 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 the approach we take. Uh, on content management, uh, this kind of holistic approach to digital workplace, mm. and uh, I'm not talking about talking about technology as an enabler, mm. and but more focusing on content and user-centered design approach. Yeah, and it seems to me that that you have a uh, a particular way of talking about this that that brings the ideas to life is it is it important for you to have a story of what your work is to share across the organization because you obviously need leadership support and investments and so on yeah yeah we have to to have meaning obviously we, like people have to believe working in the digital workplace that they enrich people life <laughs> by delivering the best digital experience possible like one of our mission for Ubisoft externally is to enrich players life and I believe that we have to, to take that within the company and our role is to enrich people life and uh, and it's not you know they can play with uh, or deploy the tools they want or uh, there we have a, obviously a lot of shadow IT but for everything that we can support as a digital workplace we have to ensure that it's well designed, it well fits all together, and afterwards to see the shadow IT as a, a, a lab, and we learn from this, and it's great that we have this because at least it's my shadow. Mm. <laughs> it's not something that I don't know, and I can rely on uh, on that. So. so your way of dealing with shadow IT is to create your own shadow. Yeah, yeah. And to embrace it's, 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 it's almost like to embrace it, um, let it in, let the experimentation in. It's quite a sort of Zen approach, isn't it? It's it's quite a it's quite a um, it's really not a a traditional approach because you also talked about um, you know you say essentially it's a chaos, but you're trying to create and prioritize out of the chaos. It's a bit like when we search into Google, you know. Um, it's not that all of a sudden the 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 data becomes organised. It's it's certain things are surfaced yes. um, out of of out of this billions and billions of um, elements. Yeah, and um, indeed, uh, I spent the first three up to five years really like 
fighting to uh, push for the products that we were developing and, and stuff like that and it's a lot of frustration so at some point I, I did a bit of the switch saying we have to move from support function where we define the governance the tool and we push for them but more taking really like a shared services approach where we are an internal agency and working with the end user taking a a user-centered design approach to design our products, to prioritize where do we invest, and, and embracing this kind of frustration and building with the team, with the end user, and it's kind of the switch that we've done at some point. And this is a really important part, and I see that in your leadership, and it's really, as you called it, um, uh, servant leadership, and 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 the idea that <coughs> the leader's role is really to to work out how to organize instruction how the sort of philosophy behind it because if you have a certain particular approach which is maybe around let's deliver good mobile services that's very much about the what but if the philosophy is we really want to engage across the entire organization we want people to participate to feel able to do their work better it's a different um, way of thinking and I think the leadership in the digital workplace arena, and I was having conversations with people last night, is really about getting people to think almost in a different way about what we're trying to do. Yeah, yeah because the, the thing is you will always be behind if you are like always behind technology and trying to develop things you you will always be frustrated because like he's not advancing enough uh, to you uh, it's kind of um, their own roadmap so you are always behind trying to catch up and this is the reason why you, st you have to stop focusing on the technology and to really look at the holistic uh, take a holistic approach on the employee experience and uh, the employee pass and uh, how do you deliver the right content to the right people at the right time mm. in and is there a particular example Example of something that you're most proud of from what you've been able to do, you know, something that that that, that is a particular feature or functionality or or something that happened. Uh, I think it's the internal social network uh, in a way that we've we've started to build in 2010 uh, out of nothing, and uh, it was a challenge to deliver uh, internal social network back then because it was custom built all the way. So we went from waterfall to agile uh, methodology within our team. So we learned a lot of things, and also we uh, we we engage with the community internally. So uh, we've had a community manager. We were doing newsletter. We were worked with a lot of champions internally and uh, and today uh, the internal social network uh, it's used by 80% of our teams uh, weekly and uh, and it's kind of huge and we are, don't have any shadow IT on this side like we don't have Yammer, Facebook Workplace even though it's not mobile because people believe that it's a place to engage with the Ubisoft community and when we add our the kind of fight with Vivendi, uh, with Vincent Bolloré trying to buy the company uh, the internal social network was really central to this fight because we, we were like bringing the whole company on the whole Ubisoft team, 16,000 people behind the, this battle and really like committed to, to, to make sure that we, we are behind our management uh, within that fight and ensuring that uh, we show that we believe uh, this is uh, w the, 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 
this is the right fight against mm. uh, Vivendi. And, and, and this was when uh, Vivendi was, was trying to buy the company. Okay. And, and as I understand it, your, your CEO and the, the shareholders said that, you know, yes, be very lucrative, but actually would be the wrong culture, the wrong yeah. philosophy. Yeah, because like what they were trying, they, they are an entertainment company mm. uh, and they, they have their own roadmap and basically being part of this conglomerate, uh, will, we believe that it will not have allowed us to be as innovative and uh, creating new brands and testing new things and, uh, and basically we will have just have to produce uh, the game that they will have asked us to produce and uh, it will have killed the innovation we believe mm. and uh, yeah this is the reason why and it sounds like you've uh, you know it was almost like a kind of community uh, effort you know that the the social network was a was like the community the family giving its voice which presumably for the senior leadership was also really important yeah. because they want to know well hold on a second are we right you know what's mm what's the right way for us yeah exactly and uh, we have asked me anything with our top management regularly uh, they are participating to uh, uh, to the discussion even uh, writing articles on our internal social network about their view regarding the strategy the future of the technology so we have kind of a digital leadership within the company and obviously it helps as well and people are really comfortable sharing commenting discussing internally so for other organizations listening and, and watching what you're doing and thinking, wow, this is, this is so impressive, what, what would, what's your advice to, to people who are um, not at the advanced stage of the journey that you're at? Yeah, I think it's to take an iterative approach <laughs> uh, to uh, start small and identify what are the problems that you want to resolve, to uh, discuss with your end user, to uh, take a design thinking approach and to see uh, how you can uh, improve the current state uh, of your digital workplace to iterate on this. Uh, to focus on the, what you know the best, your content on your end user, not too much on the technology, and uh, try to see what you can organize better, and because people want to f essentially be more efficient at work, to engage uh, with the community, so you have to ensure that you organize this in a way that it's easy to connect, to access to them, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Great. And what would you say the uh, the pitfalls, what are the dangers that, that people face that they need to watch out for or avoid? Uh, working without end user, like uh, for most of the digital workplace team, we are based most of the time in HQ. And uh, I've seen this pitfall where, like, you know, HQ people are within the same meeting room brainstorming about what will be the ideal digital workplace experience and stuff like that. And the end user is not there. <laughs> and afterwards, they design this perfect thing, they built it, they come to the end user and they don't understand why people are not engaging with this. So I really believe that we have to take the other way around and uh, really like taking the, this user center design approach and to find actual problems and measure progress so it's really about also defining the right kpis and yeah. to follow up on this progress okay and so w what are you planning next um as uh, you know i know that success um needs to keep going so what what's what's on your agenda 
Uh, for now, we are implementing a new search uh, engine, so uh, on the LucidWorks Fusion, and uh, so this is one main aspect of it. Because to me, the search is still a killer app within our digital workplace to find the right content. So we put a lot of efforts in it, not only about the technology, but archiving content, the relevancy model, best bet stuff like that. Uh, and um, it's also a lot on the on enterprise vocabulary management again, tagging content so that it's easy access through the search, but also this way we recommend content. Uh, so recommend pushing the right content at the right time in the right context is really my main battle and to see how I, I deliver on that, again, taking an iterative mm -hmm. and agile pro approach. And, and how does winning an award like this, does that help you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll see when I come back uh, mm. to the office. But uh, I think indeed for all again for all the team, it's uh, it's built. It's allows us to 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 take confidence regarding the the approach we take, the the roadmap we follow, and uh, I think it just help us to feel more comfortable and confident regarding the choices we we take. Yeah, and that's interesting. So you're you're really saying that it, it helps the team around you see that actually what you're doing is is getting recognition yeah exactly well that's that's great well mark congratulations again you. to you congratulations to ubisoft and it's richly deserved and and great to talk to you today yeah thank you very much for having me and thank you for this award uh, on behalf of all ubisoft and the teams who worked hard on this Digital Workplace Impact is produced by the Digital Workplace Group, a strategic partner and boutique consultancy supporting more than 100 leading businesses and public institutions to advance their intranets and broader digital workplaces through benchmarking, research and practitioner expertise. For more information, visit digitalworkplacegroup.com. And if you'd like to listen to previous episodes of the show, go to digitalworkplacegroup.com forward slash DWG underscore podcast. This is Paul Miller wishing you well until next time.